Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 977 of the Juicebox Podcast. On today's podcast, I'll be... What the f***? Sorry, my phone wasn't muted. On today's podcast, I'll be speaking with Tina. She's the mom of a young man living with type 1 diabetes. She is very involved in the looping community. We're going to talk about looping and Omnipod 5 today. While you're listening to us talk about that, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Check out the private Facebook group, Juice Box Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. You want to talk to some people who are looping or using Omnipod 5 or uh, that new Medtronic 780G. I've been seeing a lot of posts for that lately. What else do I see? T-Slim, Libre, Dexcom, anything you want to talk about. We talk about it in there. Juice Box Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. It's a private group with 40,000 members in it. I bet you there's a conversation happening right now that you would enjoy. I have a ton of episodes about algorithm pumping. Go to juiceboxpodcast.com, go up to the menu, click on algorithm pumping, or in the private Facebook group, the feature tab, there's a whole list of episodes. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by Cozy Earth. Now, at cozyearth.com, when you make your purchase, doesn't matter if you buy one thing or 50 things, if it's a dollar or, I don't know, a billion dollars. If you use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout, you will save 40% off of your entire order. So just think of what 40% off a billion dollars worth of joggers would be. And now I put myself in a position where I have to figure out what 40% of a billion is. All right, so a billion. I mean, just in case one of you buys a billion dollars worth of sheets, towels, and joggers. A billion divided by two, which would be half a billion, or 500 million, right? Yeah, yeah. So then you'd save $400 million off your billion-dollar purchase with my offer code. That's incredible. Also, you'd save $0.40 cents off a dollar, $40 off a hundred. You know how percentages work. Anyway, that's what you get for listening to the podcast. 40% off at Cozy Earth when you use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout. Today's podcast is also sponsored by one of my favorites, US Med. USMed.com forward slash JUICEBOX. Or call 888-721-1514. U.S. Med is the place where Arden gets her diabetes supplies from, and you can as well. Get your free benefits checked today with my link or that special 888 number that's just for Juicebox podcast listeners. USMed.com forward slash Juicebox or call 888-721-1514. Get your stuff the way we do from U.S. Med. First of all, let me turn it right on. If you're planning on crying, let's start recording right now. Uh, it's been a, it's been an emotional last couple of days. Oh, okay. I cried. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the episode that went up today. This is this young girl. She's like 18. She was talking about how she she was trying to like do some public speaking. Yeah. So she set this thing up at her local library where she was going to talk about um, chronic illness and service dogs, and no one showed up. And she still gave the talk to the one person that helped her set the thing up from the library. And she's telling me this. And I am like, Oh, that's hard. I'm like crying while she's telling me. And I was on cold medicine at the time. So I'm like, I think this might be the cold medicine. I was like, but she really got me. I was like, wow, she did it anyway. 
you're starting to get me. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I showed up and no one, I, listen, you don't know. Like, if I showed up and no one showed up, I'd be like, uh, I got to go. <laughs> I think it's even, I don't know, it's how awkward it is for the one person that's there, too. You and, know? and they and they all did it. And I thought, well, wow, that's really cool. So anyway, um, yeah. you introduce yourself the way you want to be known, meaning you don't need your last name. Uh, if you bring up other people in your life, I don't care. As a matter of fact, I don't care what you talk about. Like, with all sincerity, you can talk about whatever you want. Uh, but just don't use someone's name and then an hour from now say, oh, I shouldn't have said, like, Patty's name. Like, like you know, can you go back and take out the 17 times I mentioned my aunt or something like that? Like, please just don't do that. Um, but other than that, it's absolutely up to you what you talk about. I don't care. Make sense? I'll try not to say names. Okay. Or call want, names. You can curse if you want. I'll just bleep it up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, you go ahead and introduce yourself. We'll start talking. You are being recorded. All right. Hey, I'm Tina, and I have a newly 13-year-old son who was diagnosed uh, July of uh, 2019. So he's getting getting ready to hit his four years, actually, next week. Yeah, wow. And oh, was it right at the beginning of July? It was, Did he July get the 3rd. Did he get it for the centennial, for the... For July 4th, was it a... He sure did. It was on a Wednesday. Um, Tuesday Tuesday night, my husband and I, husband Phil and I were talking about some problems he'd been having, which included uh, a lot of bedwetting that had just arisen in the last like four or five days. And we we decided I would take him to the pediatrician to have it checked out because actually we have quite a, quite a bit of history with um, older adults in our life with UTIs. And, you know, so the first thing that's kind of coming to my mind is like, maybe he has a UTI, but also I was like, maybe it's his age and he's, he's starting to hit a growth spurt, you know, things like that. And uh, so, so I said, um, I will take, you know, give it, give it a day and see how tomorrow goes. And if, you know, if tomorrow doesn't, things don't improve, then I'll take him into the pediatrician on Thursday and have him check for UTI. And my husband said, yeah, and have his sugar checked. And I literally, it's like one of those, you know, memorable moments (laughs) of life that I can't imagine you know, I was just like, I can't even fathom that that would be an issue for, for him. Um, but I said, okay, I will get up in the morning and I'm going to take him tomorrow morning instead of waiting because I realized that the next day was um, the 4th of July and Friday I was supposed to fly out to Chicago to see a friend. Mm-hmm. And so I actually wound up staying up for quite a while that night, like checking and, you know, just checking on him and also thinking, well, maybe I should haul him into the ER, but then also, you know, no, no, it can't be because that's, that's not, you know, we don't have problems like that. Right. <laughs> um, what? So the next morning I got up and I took him to the, to the pediatrician immediately. Mm-hmm. And they, they had, uh, had us in there like by eight 30 and had him pee in a cup and, uh, brought a glucometer and checked his his blood sugar, and the the pediatrician put you know Reese is sitting up, and I don't think I introduced my, my son's name. His name is Reese, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's sitting on the table, 
And she puts the glucometer down on the other side of him and she walks out of the room and I'm sitting on the bench and I stood up and I looked at the glucometer and it said 271. And it was literally like you see in a movie. I I felt like this, like where you back up really fast and then slam into a wall, you Mm -hmm. know? And I, I made no reaction. I just sat down and I waited and um, she came back in and actually before she came back in, Reese asked, mom, why is there a, a uh, blood sugar checker in here? And I said, why do you know what that is? And, and he says, I saw it on Tim and Moby. That's a little learning app that he has and enjoys. And I said, well, the symptoms that you have are, you know, they're possibly symptoms of type one diabetes. And he immediately starts screaming, I want to have a normal functioning pancreas. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) And he goes, and then he starts screaming, I don't want to die. I don't want to die, which got me, you know, ripped me apart. And uh, so anyway, I, you know, they, they told, came back in and said, we, so he has type one diabetes and we have called the hospital and you need to go straight there and they will rush you back. They're expecting him and they will get you in immediately. And I, and we were actually right across the street from the hospital he was born in. And I said, do you mean the hospital right across the street? And she goes, Oh no, he needs to go to the big hospital with the children's hospital. You're going to be there for several days. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a you couple know? of questions. Why did your husband think to say blood sugar? Oh, I really don't know. Um, but we we have no diabetes in our family. We have no actually no um, autoimmunity mm-hmm. in our family, in our big family, you know. And I, I just don't know. But I, I also felt kind of like an idiot because I have a medical background. <laughs> and it didn't – that just wasn't Cardi, the thing that I thought of either. And you then know? The, the other question I have is that where does Reese come up with functioning pancreas at nine years old? Is it from an app? Or you don't know. Reese is a little bit on the precocious side, shall we say? <laughs> um, he he has a lot of knowledge, and he he collects it okay. about all kinds of different things. And he, um, yeah, he said he just everything he, just he sees on there, he pretty much can reference in the future. You know? Wow. So, I mean, that's upsetting for you but i was impressed with all all that he knew i mean he was nine yep he Uh, had just turned nine that's crazy yep so i canceled my trip to chicago and actually canceled my trip that was going to be a month later i was supposed to go down to guatemala and uh we got on the ride Mm. chicago and guatemala your friends in guatemala as well uh we have a group from our church who goes down well it's not just a group but different people go down and have been doing it for probably 12 or 15 years now, built a library and have a lot of programs down in Guatemala in this certain village called Pala up in the mountains. And um, like they've taught tilapia farming and pig farming and, you know, how to, how to manage business. Wow. And then built a library, stocked them with computers, taught them how to use them. We have, um, we support students through um, scholarships. Mm-hmm. So we, and they have to pay for school from 
um, middle school through high school through college. So we've got students that we we support doing that. Wow, that's and they excellent. they take trips a couple times a year. Very nice. Okay. Um, so is Reese, um, how is he in the hospital? I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine him in the hospital with all of his like half knowledge that he has built up and what was going on. Like how, how did that process go for him? He was so just, just worn out. And he, he had a lot of symptoms that of course we attributed to other things, but he, he was shocked. He was not happy. Um, he was not comfortable, um, but we had so such a good team in the hospital, and so many people came and saw us every day. There were there were usually a lot of people in there with us, and um, I think he took it pretty well. He gave himself his first shot in the hospital, and uh, they eventually let us go home. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? How did you take it? Not as well. Yeah. I was. I was a mess. And normally I'm like our family's medical reference person, Mm -hmm. the person they call when they have anything they want to know what it is, you know, can you come check this out? And we're in the hospital and I'm asking my husband, can you, can you talk to the doctor when he comes in? Because I don't have my words, you know, and I was just, um, just devastated. Okay. And it, it literally took me, we were in there for three days and it, it took me till about the time we left, to feel like we could, that I could be okay to leave. Were you worried that you couldn't manage it or was it like a psychological, like overwhelming or where, where do you think you are? Well, I had known people with type one pretty much all my life. Not many people, but I had a friend in school when I was in elementary and middle school. And then I had a really good friend who in college who had it. And, you know, I saw that they could live and thrive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I just was not prepared at all. I knew it would be would alter our lives forever, and I wasn't prepared for that. And um, and it really took me a while to you know to be accepting of it. Yeah. Um, where do we meet? I have a feeling. Did we speak privately? In the mm-hmm. beginning, we did, right? Like by video, right? Like we spoke. Um, I had written something on on the Facebook page, answer to something. Some I made a suggestion on somebody's post, and then you said you reached out and said, "Hey, Tina, can I call you?" And I said, "Sure." So I was actually at the emergency room with my mother at, when you called, and I stepped outside, and we were talking where the where the ambulance pulls up. And you were like, if this isn't a good time, I'm like, this is a good time. <laughs> I'm looking not to be in the emergency room for yep. a minute. That was that was in, uh, it was either September or October of 2019. Wow, such a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And the, um, I guess I, I just want to lead into how you got to looping. At first, I th- I th- so w- what's the technology and the understanding you leave with at the hospital, and how long does it take you, and how does it, and what's the path you take to to learn about looping? So, this was this is part of maybe part of why it was so hard for me um, is that my husband and I are both I'm retired, shall I say, um, molecular biologists. 
and we deal with precision and accuracy. And, <clears throat> you know, these people in the hospital are, hospital are telling you, give him one unit for this many carbs. And if he goes below 70, um, give him 15 grams, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, what if he's at 71? And they're like, nope. I'm like, what if, what, you know, just questions like that. Yeah, yeah. Question after, okay, what if this? Nope, don't do it then. What, can I give him 10 carbs? Nope, give him 15. And I'm just like, okay. And then at some point I was like, I I think back about it and I feel really kind of silly knowing what I know now, but they didn't tell me any differently. Um <clears throat> They didn't tell me the why, I guess I should say. Okay. But I was, I would, I would say, can you just tell us exactly how much for this or exactly how much for that? And they're like, no, you'll, you'll figure it out. And I'm like, but we just, if we just know the exact number, everything, we can handle this. And, and that may, maybe was part of it was like not being able to put your finger on it, you yeah. know? Everybody who has diabetes has diabetes supplies, but not everybody gets them from U.S. Med the way we do. USmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. U.S. Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre Systems nationwide. They are the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, the number one fastest growing tandem distributor nationwide, and they always provide 90 days worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. That's right, US Med carries everything from insulin pumps to diabetes testing supplies, right up to your latest CGMs like the Freestyle Libre 2 and 3 and the Dexcom G6 and 7. They even have Omnipod Dash and Omnipod 5. They have an A rating with the Better Business Bureau, and you can reach them at 888 721 1514. Or by going to my link, usmed.com forward slash juicebox. When you contact them, you get your free benefits check. And then if they take your insurance, you're off and going. And US Med takes over 800 private insurers and Medicare nationwide. Better service and better care is what US Med wants to provide for you. usmed.com forward slash juicebox. Get your diabetes supplies the same way Arden does from US Med. Links in the show notes, links at juiceboxpodcast.com to US Med and all of the sponsors. When you use my links, you're supporting the show. Okay, here's what happened yesterday. It was laundry day. So I took the sheets off of our bed and I put on brand new cozy earth sheets made of viscose bamboo. I did that, I promise you. That actually happened yesterday. Now, here's what happened fast forward like 12 hours later. I'm in here working. My wife's like, I'm, I'm getting in bed. Like, do you want to watch TV? And I'm like, yeah, hold on a second. So I, she gets in bed and I hear her go, ooh, new sheets. Just like that. That's what I heard her say. CozyEarth.com forward slash juice box. You can buy the same exact sheets that I did, the same exact way that I bought them with the offer code juice box at checkout. I saved 40% off of my purchase that day. I actually got sheets and a new pair of joggers that were smaller because I've lost weight. Uh, and I bought a um, uh, something else, a pullover. So I, uh, I saved 40%. You can save 40% off of your entire order at CozyEarth.com. Now, 
Cozy Earth has more than sheets. They have towels and uh, women's and men's clothing that is so comfortable and soft and temperate, meaning not hot, not cold, just very comfortable whenever you're in those sheets or wearing their clothes. And I don't even want to tell you how excited I get to dry myself off after a shower because I use the one side of my waffle towel for my initial dry, and then I flip it over to the other side for the for the rest. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I'm, you know, super wet coming out of the shower. I go, uh, like there's a little pattern on one side of it. I use that, absorbs, and I flip it around to the super soft side and I pamper myself while I'm, you know, putting on my deodorant and doing my other machinations. Cozyearth.com forward slash juice box. Wrap all your bits in comfortable clothing with Cozy Earth. Use the offer code juice box at checkout to save 40% off of your entire order. Hey guys, it really helps when you use the links. Uh, they are available in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com where you can type them into a browser. But when you make your purchases through my links, you are supporting the show. Isn't it interesting, right? There's so much information left out of that. Like, I understand the idea. If you get low, take 15 grams because we don't want you to keep getting low and 15 should be enough. But then they don't talk about like what you just said. Like, what if really 15 is not the answer? What if the answer is six grams? Or, you know, why can't I do something at a 75 blood sugar while it's falling if I know it's going to get lower? And it's because they're not there and they don't know the they don't know any of the details of the pretend scenario you're imagining in the future. So they give you this sort of like, I don't know, like it's an emergency, it's an emergency like thing. It's like in, yeah. in case of blah, 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 pull this cord. Like that's kind of how it feels. Yeah. And they don't, they don't take into account that maybe he doesn't need as much insulin for this exact same thing mm -hmm. as he needed yesterday. You know, they and, don't take it into account. And I just think like one more sentence, you know, like, uh, but, it might not always be like this, or you should exactly. adjust as the scenario dictates. Like this would be, it would be an amazing eye opener for people and they wouldn't get stuck in these, like this number, this happens at this situation that happens. And, and instead they'd be able to see what, what's really big picture happening and make better decisions. And, and yet it's not talked about like that. And, and it should be. I actually, at one point, I started, you know, briefly working on a program to present to them, to them, them being my son's endocrinologist, who he's the head of the system mm -hmm. that, that we're in. And I have to say, I love him. He's, he's amazing and very accommodating and supportive and everything, but he still, you know, he doesn't live with it. He doesn't live with it in his house. Um, and, but anyway, I was working on something to, to maybe be, you know, the product of which to be something that they could give to new patients that said, this is where we're at now. You know, you're at step one now. Right. Um, when these things happen, we're going to teach you step two. When things happen there, we're going to teach you step three. You know, and then I, I, I don't know, I got off that path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, get, you were done being mad about it and you moved on to something else. Well, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't come to fruition. Yeah, nobody was actually going to do anything with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um, okay, 
So he's managing with syringes, with pens. Do you get a CGM right away? Like, how does all that work? So they gave him pens, one unit pens. And uh, we actually had two, and his ratio was, I don't know, one to 25, something like that. And so we'd have to actually add carbs for every meal because we didn't want to take carbs away. We didn't want to say you can't eat as much as you're used to because you can't, you know, we, you can't have the insulin for it or we'll give you too much insulin. So we found ourselves actually giving him more and more carbs to, to make it so he could have one unit or two units. Mm -hmm. You know, it depends on what he, what he felt like. Um, And then downstream, I finally asked the endo, I said, Hey, I hear there are half unit pens. How about you prescribe one of those for us? And he says, I could do that, <laughs> which really changed everything. Um, and then, so he was diagnosed in July and we were offered Dexcom, not in the hospital. It was discussed. And then like he, even like when we went back two days later to his office, he offered it to us and we, you know, I was kind of like, trying to settle down, trying to get a grip, you know? Yeah. And I delayed it a little bit, but I think he was on it. I think it was like at his two week appointment. Okay. We got on it. And that long ago, that's G6? G6. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So I say you jump in with a a, a really good sensor already. I mean, G6 sensor is really good. So like you didn't go, G5 was like, they were still getting it. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's not bad. Um, and But only half unit, need, the need for half units still. So he's using mm-hmm. a very little bit of insulin, I imagine. Say again? Was he using a very little bit of insulin mostly? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, we were, you know, talking to the office, to the CDE, at least on the daily about changing his basal and, you know, changing things. And then finally one day it was like, we don't need to call them, which was pretty cool Yeah, to, to realize that, you know, I remember that, um, that feeling like, Oh, I, I guess I don't really need to call. I guess I do know what to do here. Like that first moment where you think, Oh, I might be able to figure this out. Um, doesn't yeah. Mean, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty excellent. Um, but yeah. Her, her endo offered us um, a pump pretty right away too. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, not ready, not ready. And it honestly, it was like his uh, just about six months right after his six month um, diversary, shall you say, um, that we did start on the pump. And, you know, going from half a unit capability down to 0.05 is astounding. Yeah, that's a big deal, isn't it? What pump did you start with? Omnipod. Okay. Uh, Yep. And so when do you... I mean, because I'm assuming because of your background, you were looking into the technology a little bit and and the idea of like wanting to be precise, like I'm assuming is what gets you to the Internet. Right. So what do you find first that like, is it me? Is it like something else? Like where where do you start to dig in? So you were in my back pocket from pretty much day one because a friend whose son is type one, who's who's a little older than my son. Um, she reached out and said, we'd like to come see you in the hospital. And we we decided we didn't want anybody to come see us. Um, that's how freaked we were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
And, but she, she stayed in touch and she said, I have these recommendations. And she said, you know, the number one was juice box podcast. And I was like, what is that? And so I was intrigued, but I was really afraid of going on the internet or, you know, anywhere and starting to hear scary stories. And my heart couldn't take that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "I, I just can't. So I did no research at all. Um, and I didn't didn't start listening to the podcast for a little while. Um, and it was it was a few weeks in. I finally was like, okay, I'm ready to ready to start branching out, ready to start learning more. And so I found what I what I felt was a safe book, and it very much was. And I I started listening to the podcast and um, joined the Facebook group and. Would you like me to elaborate? No, no. I, I, I like that idea because I, I think, first of all, I have two thoughts. There's somebody right now in that situation who will start to listen to this podcast six months from now. Somebody's told them about it and they think it's a good idea, but they're not going to do it. I'm learning very much that um, my adoption, the, the rate of adoption takes a long time. For people like it's not people don't just go oh what there's a podcast it helps great I'll start listening right now like some people do but for the most part it doesn't go that way and that's the second thing I want to say is that I understand that like I make this podcast I see everybody's feedback I know how it helps them and yet when I hear it I think yeah that doesn't make sense like why would I just start listening to a podcast because my kid was diagnosed with something or because I, I, I turn up at the doctor and he's like, hey, you have type 1 diabetes. Your first thought's not, I should probably go find a podcast. Like it's some people's first thought, but not most people. And it's not sexy um, or like, you know, some of these podcasts that are like all about like, oh, we're going to biohack you into being like lean and like that kind of crap yeah. that doesn't actually work for anybody. If you could biohack, but, that would be awesome. Yeah, by the way, like all that stuff that everybody wants to be true, but for the most part, doesn't work for anyone. Um, it, it, but I understand why those are popular even. And I understand why somebody could be easily drawn into it. I, I, it's a, I think it's a slog to get to this. I have to be honest with you. I don't know if Arden was diagnosed and somebody told me there was a podcast about diabetes and it would help me. I don't think I would listen to it either. So, yeah, you know, I just wasn't, I just wasn't ready to take in more, more really personal personal slash subjective information yeah. it's like i need the subjective i need the how to how to keep him alive how to help him thrive how to make it work um and then once i got that <laughs> down down haha <laughs> um once i felt you know like okay i think i think we can make it through a day okay mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's like okay go ahead and add in and um Honestly, you're the yours is the fir- first pat- podcast that I've that I started listening to of of any podcast yeah. because I had checked out podcasts before and I was like, oh, they're so hard, like hard to pick what podcast to listen to and hard to know, you know, mm-hmm. what to download and when to download and how much it's going to, you know, monopolize my phone and, you know, things like that. I but, understand. I'm also very snobby about how people's voices sound. Like I don't want to hear, na- oh yeah, like nasally people talk to me. I um, fake energy bothers me a lot, so you know I'm bad at that. 
Um, there's a lot of reasons why I, I start to listen to something and then think, oh, no, this isn't for me. Um, oh, yeah. I've bought know. a book on 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 uh, Audible a couple of times and, and started to listen. I'm like, I can't. You can't do it. And so I, I got a refund. <laughs> yeah. Also, bad <laughs> microphones, bad audio, like stuff like that. Like I've gotten better, obviously, over the years. But even on day one, I... I didn't know what I was doing. I still overspent on a microphone. I thought it has oh, wow. to sound good or like, what's the point? Like, I wish I would have bought this one first if I'm being honest with you. But uh, anyway, okay. So you find this, you start to dig in. What is it you figure out first? And how long does it take you to think I want automated insulin delivery? Hmm. So honestly, the comfort of having people who are in the same boat you're in and hearing how, how well that, you know, how they can live and keep going and smile and laugh and everything that was of such benefit to me Mm -hmm. and, and always is because community is everything with type one community is everything. And I tell, I help a lot of people that are newly diagnosed or who have kids that are, and that's what I tell them to start with. I'm like community is everything. Um, and I do start the baby steps, you know, and I always tell them about the podcast and, and, uh, tell them about the Facebook group. And I'm like, it's, you know, it may be overwhelming at first. So you may, you know, you may want to peek at it and not jump in, or you may want to jump in, but you know, there are people that'll help you there in the wee small hours of the morning, which, you know, you did me very, you know, pretty early on when Reese got double dosed one night before bed. And this is in the, in the very early days, you know, when we were finger sticking and Mm -hmm. finger sticking. No, it was after, after Dexcom, but, um, but yeah, something I won't forget. I can't tell you how many people I've had phone conversations with over the years who I've only ever met that one time. I've never seen them again, but through like, you know, a confluence of circumstances, somebody points them to you online and they reach out and say something that just doesn't seem like it's something you can manage by typing back and forth. And the, I, yeah. t- I took too much insulin story is pretty uh, common. I, I've, I've had more than my fair share of conversations with people where they're like, hey, I don't know what to do right now. Like I'm, I'm this close to calling 911. And um, instead, they're talking to like a stranger on the phone. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're telling them like common sense things. I'm like, look, first of all, I'm not a doctor and call 911 if you want to. I'm like, but you just injected this much insulin. You know, what's your carb ratio? Let's reverse engineer this math and see how much you'd have to eat for this just to be a really good prepolis, <laughs> you know. And yeah. um, and that is usually what gets people through it most of the time. And, you know, I mean, some people. Yeah, and I go ahead. I'm sorry. I've sorry. (laughs) There, there were times also when I, you know, was up at night trying to deal with it and just very lonely. And I'm like, I'm going to turn on the podcast because this is, you know, these are people who, you know, are in the same boat as I am who can keep me company through the night. So there, there have been you know, been times where you've kept me company through the night <laughs> and we always appreciate that. But, um, I'd say the first thing other, you know, after the great community, probably one of the first things was that, uh, you don't need to throw 15 grams at it. 
And I guess along with that, if you need more insulin, you need more insulin. Right. Yeah. It's a big step for people, isn't it? Like that, you know, it it seems so silly when you say it out loud, but you know, your blood sugar is high. You probably need more insulin. That's yeah. yeah, And am I, you know, sometimes when Reese is high or uh, yeah, when he's high, I'll, I'll be like, well, I'm going to bolus him for say a one unit snack. And if he needs a snack, he'll get it. And if he doesn't need it, he, he won't get it. And I think if you think of it in that sort of mm-hmm. way, it's a lot easier to give, you know, to go ahead and give another unit or however much he needs. And it's not like I go say, hey, you want a snack? You might get it or you might not. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I'm going to give you some insulin and then we'll decide later if you're getting ice cream. No, it, I do. Ha- I do. Have- oh, sorry, Scott. No. Is that from that idea of like when I tell that story about Arden getting high at basketball? Is that where that comes from? When I say, like, look, we used to show up at this thing. Sometimes her blood sugar would rise. Sometimes it would fall. Or so, And we didn't know about adrenaline at that time. Like, we were still figuring it all out. But, you know, I couldn't show up and watch her blood sugar jump to 220. So I started bolusing. I started pre-bolusing what I thought the rise was going to be. But then my wife was like, well, what if it doesn't go up? It didn't go up last week. And I said, well, in that case, I'll just give her enough insulin that we're basically pre-bolusing a juice box. And if it doesn't go up, then she can drink the juice to counteract the insulin. Is that where that whole thought yeah. came, comes from for you? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I do. I do. I think I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember trying, you know, wrestling with how much, you know, this is a lot of insulin to give him, but if I just change my thought process of it as, you know, being bolus for a snack, then, and just wait yeah, because he's not in a range where I would give him a snack. If I just wait for him to get there, he might have it. And then I started actually extrapolating. Um, okay. So when he was first on the pump or when he was on the pump, just the pump, um, his DIA, I think was two hours. And so I'd be like, okay, at at one hour, I know from experience, this is how much insulin we really have to deal with. So I would see how, how fast he would start coming down. And if it took a while for him to start, I would know we're dealing with a smaller snack. If we're dealing with snack at all, you know, like Mm that. Um, And that's the, the kind of thing where the, the uh, scientist in me engages. So maybe over fully. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, so what, when do you, when do you find out about like DIY looping and how long does it take you to make your way into understanding it and actually doing it? So pretty well, right after Reese was diagnosed, I had a lot of people, probably more than a dozen people say, I want to come talk to you. Um, you know, I have type one, somebody in my family has type one, or I want to introduce you to somebody that I know who has a kid with type one. Mm. And so it was actually wonderful and so overwhelming. And, you know, the people that I was the closest to, they're the ones that, you know, that of course came first and not everybody got, you know, needed to come. (laughs) Um, But I remember one of them, told me, told me a few things that I I went downstream and checked out. And I think that one of them was, was DIY looping. And at first I was like, there is no way. And in fact, I remember telling Reese's endo, there is no way I would ever do that. It's not FDA approved. It's, you know, I don't know who these people are, you know, mm-hmm. the whole, yeah. 
all how could reasonable, how could I possibly reasonable reactions to that to that news that there's yeah. people online and, making an algorithm? And, yeah. yeah. So for a long time, I was you know for too long. I guess I was because I wasn't sleeping. I was like, I I'm not. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, we're gonna build loop. <laughs> Phil, you build it. Build loop. <laughs> and uh, it's like here's the computer. Here are the directions. Build loop. And so he did, and we got we got reset and running, and um, closed the loop on the the night of the second day. And and you know I was up late watching it, and I was like, I'm gonna close this. I'm gonna see what happens. I'm gonna go to sleep. And and it wasn't like you know close it, go to sleep. It was close it, watch it for a while, mm-hmm. go to sleep. And I got the best night's sleep I had had in months. And you know, that's that's how we launched with it. Yeah. Hey, the sleep will sell you for sure on any of the oh algorithms on any of the algorithms at all. Um, absolutely sell you. So did you get involved in it then? Like were you helping on like loop pages on Facebook and like did you get involved or did you stay on the outskirts of it? So I pretty you know the uh as you know, the documentation for loop is vast in loop docs. And it says, do not print this out, read it online because it changes frequently. So I printed the whole thing out. Literally, it's a notebook this thick because reading online for me is like, like I might get lost. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure where to go back to. You know, I can easily mark pages easier. Um, And keep in mind that if I really want to know something, you know, if something's critical, go look online and whatnot. So I printed it out and I read the docs and he read the docs and, um, found the looped Facebook group and went, went on there and did lots of reading and some, some question asking. And I saw on, uh, on somebody's post, there was an answer about how to, how to bolus for meals um, that was very different from, you know, what, what I was used to doing at all. I was used to bolusing for carbs and then later bolusing for fat and protein Mm -hmm. um, on the rise. And so the person that wrote, you know, answered this question on the post, I said, Hey, would you mind if I asked you some questions? And she said, sure. So we went private and I asked her some questions and she helped me, you know, figure out how to, how to do things the way she was saying and told me why she did them that way. And, you know, and she spent a good bit of time that day with me, which I was not expecting. And then the next, the next morning I said, Hey, this is how the night went. I said, would you mind if I asked you a couple more questions? And she said, I'm going to stay with you. So she did. And, um, she actually is on my admin team for loop and learn and somehow down the way, (laughs) um, another person who's on my admin of, of, uh, loop and learn asked me if I wanted to help with some things there. And then eventually I was invited to become a moderator on yeah, the page. Gotcha. That's great. It, or in the group, I should it's say. It's how it works. Like somebody has to stay behind and it helps somebody else. You know, like most people yeah. move on, but some people stay and it's lovely. And you, so you had that experience, somebody helped you and you thought, well, I'll, I'll hang around and help somebody else. Yep. I've always been, you know, like if, if somebody needs help, you help them. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Unless, you know, unless it causes harm to you or somebody that... <laughs> you know, somebody else, but generally if somebody needs help, you help them. So I, I really am, you know, about helping people in every way that I possibly can. And, um, what I, 
I'm not a code person. I do. I have made some suggestions that have become some code, um, which I'm very happy about. And, and, uh, but as for the coding itself, no clue. Give me an um, example of something you suggested that ended up in the, in the app. Um, it's not in the app. It's a, it's a, uh, what do you call it? A patch slash customization okay. is one. And this is one I wasn't the only person that suggested it, but I kind of pushed that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, and it's the, the now bar that used to be part of loop, the bar that is like where you are now and here's, you know, yeah. behind it's the history and in front of it's the future. And so we, we kind of, you know, got, got a little ruckus going about that again. And uh, the person who writes or who has historically written most of the code for loop didn't want it in there. And so wouldn't, Oh, you froze. Tina, you are frozen. Frozen, frozen, frozen. Uh, Tina, you are were, you frozen? You were frozen for a while. Okay. So I don't know if you were. Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah, he didn't want it in there. Ah. Uh, Can you hear me yet? Yeah, okay. so... Go go back to the yeah. the, the code. Didn't, didn't want it in there, so it became a patch. It, oh, okay. But so people, oh, I, I mean, I have it. I think it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, you know, constantly like holding the phone at an angle, like trying to see exactly where we are. Precision, <laughs> accuracy. <laughs> um, but like, it it was just really valuable, and he didn't want it. And I'm like, why? Why is it that big of a deal mm-hmm. that you won't put it back in there? But we got it back. Um, so, so anyway, yeah, I I enjoy being a moderator in Loop, and I do a lot of editing. and And uh, I was organizing the editing team for a while, and we we have kind of a big big team, but not very many on the team actually do anything. <laughs> uh, so we well, have. So I have a lot of experience with that. It's hard to like I. There's never a shortage of people who say they want to help, mm-hmm. but the people who follow through are lesser than the those who yell, I want to help. Like I, I have a, obviously my, I have a fairly robust Facebook group. Um, I think that's a polite I'll way say. to say, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a polite <laughs> way to say it. Um, I don't want to say that I have the, the most active and valuable diabetes Facebook group that exists, but I, I think I do, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but it it's there's so many people in it and so many posts. Like there's two options. Either you get people to help you or you just go wild west and you tell people like, look, I'll do what I can do. But for the most part, you're on your own, which is how I grew it, honestly. Like I was not a very like, yeah. active, like I don't, I'm not into telling people how to be. I remember when people were offering to help and you were like, nope, this is a solo thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. One day I was just you, like. Yeah, I you, you turned the corner or hit the wall or something. I don't know what I hit. I might have <laughs> turned the wall and hit the corner. Uh, but I was just like, wow, this is so big. It does like, I haven't looked. It, it changes so quickly that I haven't looked in a little while. But my best guess is that it does 110 on average posts every day. Like, I think that's about where it's at. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot to keep up with. Yeah. And you can't, honestly. Like, you just, 
you can try and you can do your best, etc. Uh, but it's not something that you can just, I don't know, you just can't stay on top of it the way that I think people would ex- would expect that you should, except I've learned that that's not really important. Like you don't have to moderate it, like quote unquote, the way people think you do. Mostly people are decent and they they do the right thing for the most part. Yeah, and they, you know they I mean? drag you in when they need to. And yeah. I know I've done that before. Yeah. Scott, you need to see this. Yeah, once in a while I get the like, <laughs> hey, come over here. But I'm looking right now. Uh, there's just under 40,000 members. Wow. In the last month, 35, 36,000 of them were active. And the average day is about 100 posts. It can go up to 125 and every once in a while it goes down to 80, but only a couple of times a month. So there's pretty, the slow days. Yeah. The slow days. There's 80 posts, 80 new posts. Yeah. Um, there's no way you can keep up with that. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I, I can't keep up with the posts in loop and learn. I don't, I don't try. I mean, I don't try on the daily to keep up with them. I do like to go. I do like to keep up with them, but I'm so busy with other things too, that, that that's hard for me. And I'm not the person either. That is like, this is how you, this is how you make it all work. That's yeah. not me. It's, I do have insight and cool things to share sometimes, right? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, there are people on there though, that I don't know how they do it. They see, you know, they basically see everything. They are able to answer the questions. They have the knowledge, they have the ability to convey it. It's um, ast- it's astonishing. Like it, it really is. You, you have like between the new, so it's a private group. So you have to answer questions to get in. But right. there are some times where the algorithm holds you up, and then you have to be like hand approved by somebody. I mm-hmm. have to hand approve thirty accounts a day, and then eventually, you know, there's going to be a scammer every three months or every three weeks, and you got to go in there and like stop somebody from scamming somebody out of money or like something like that. And then once in a while, somebody goes crazy. Like last night, somebody went crazy. And I was like, where did that even come from? <laughs> I was like, how did that happen? And it was it was crazy. It was this person had gotten, not in my group, in a different group, they had gotten ripped off. Somebody told them they were selling um, supplies. They gave them some money. And the person wasn't even a person. It was just a scammy account. They took their money and you know didn't give them anything. Um, so they went Awful. around to try to tell people about this, which is uh, you know, I, I thought, great, you know, look out for these accounts. Like I got scammed by them. Mm-hmm. Another person comes in and says like, Hey, like, you know, I, you know, you gotta be careful. Like it, it was like that kind of thing. And then those two people didn't jive. And then somehow these two people who completely agreed and on we're trying to help people <laughs> started fighting with each other. And I was like, and it doesn't happen often. Like I, I know people probably imagine that that's what Facebook is constantly. I'm very proud of my group. Like it does not devolve like that hardly ever. But now I'm watching them fight with each other, and I'm like, what is going on? And now, and I'm working. Like it's ten o'clock at night. I'm making a podcast. I'm, I'm building web pages for the podcast. I'm answering emails. I've got like thirty people that want to come on the show. I'm trying to get back to them. People want to buy ads. I'm like all by myself, and I'm like, you. Like, stop arguing. <laughs> it's funny. It's easy to get provoked. It really is. I know there have been a couple times where I've been like, and answer to somebody. And I'm like, do I want that out there? No, no. Go back and delete it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, anyway, like, it just like, it's overall, 
and I don't even want to say this like like I'm like oh overall don't it's good it, like exceedingly overall it's amazing. It's just, it really I'm saying is. that if you're a background person looking at it, like the little things that pop up are just like, oh no 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 don't do this, <laughs> like not now, like why now or like. You know, I'm in the middle of like trying to bring my kid home from school or something, and I've got like three notes like, hey, you got to look at this post. And I'm like, oh, leave me out. Yeah. Leave me out of this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. It, but, but it's it's a really valuable way to learn, to ask questions, to lurk. I've never seen lurking be more valuable. Like I had a woman pop up the other day and she's, she's, she sent me a note. She's like, I got to tell you, I just I've been in this group for three years. She's like, it's helped me immensely. I've never once posted or answered anybody. I just like, I, I'm a faceless avatar, but I just <laughs> wanted to tell you how like helpful this was for me. Like a person who's really engaged in it, but you would have no way of knowing. Oh, um, wow. It's, it's pretty, pretty much. Ghost. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, ghost. Um, yeah. So, okay. So now you're looping and you find looping to be valuable. It's working for Reese. Like you're happy with it. Yes. But you don't use loop anymore. Well, we are currently looping. Oh, okay. But we've we've gone back and forth a little bit. We started using Omnipod 5 back in July of last summer. Okay. Used it for two months and then back to loop um, because there were things about Omnipod 5 that, you know, well, I should say about loop that I missed and things about Omnipod 5 that were bothering me, such as um, I was not used to the lack of being able to control, you know, adjust things. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, also I really like being able to bolus from a watch, which is really nice. Um, and you know, several other things, but also I did find that the time that I spent dealing with data, um, trying to, trying to get settings, right. Trying to understand, um, drastically was was drastically reduced when i when we were using 05 and uh and i i valued that highly and so yeah we went back to loop and then in november i believe no late it was in october somebody asked me about sharing information about 05 so that he could get he's thinking about putting his daughter on it and so I did. And then I said, Hey, do you want us to hop back over onto 05 and go through it with you? And so I did that. And um, he's, he's learned vast amount about it, you know, way beyond what, what I started. And he, you know, he's helped me quite a bit and he's helped a lot of your listeners. <laughs> um, and, and uh, learning, learning to be less, controlling mm -hmm. uh with with the management that's a huge gift of omnipod 5 yeah um and 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 i just really appreciate that and i took that when when we transferred back to loop again in december i took that back and i was trying to tinker things and loosen up things to make it so that we didn't need to be as precise. And I feel like I did a, I did a really good job of that. Um, and part, part of the reason that we hopped back over, um, one of the reasons was that we were having trouble with lows on Omnipod five. Okay. 
And, and I was like, I just, had I raised the, the target up, had I restarted, had I done some of those things um, back then, I could have overcome that, but I, but that's not what I did. So then honestly, uh, we made uh, some videos about Omnipod 5 and we, we've had a lot of discussion about it between four of us. And uh, in, in January, we had a ski trip coming up. My family did. And I said, I'm going to, we're going to start Oh five again. And I'm going to start it at a very reduced, uh, basil and see what happens. <laughs> Put him on the ski slope. <laughs> so we, and, and, you know, part of the draw is that the system runs magnificently without, you know, needing to have your phone near it or needing to have the controller near it. Right. That's, you know, I, and so we've used it for a total of six months and in the time that we've used it, we've had, we've had two times when it came disconnected Yeah, twice. That's amazing. Right. And when, yeah, when I couldn't find numbers on my phone, I'd go look on, you know, on, uh, on the uh, controller Mm -hmm. and there would be numbers. So it's astounding and it's reliability there. But yeah, we tried it, tried it back again in January and stayed on it for another three months. And honestly, I think we ran out of pots. So I switched back over to loop and, um, and we've been doing that since April. Where are you going to land? Do you think? Well, see that, that used to really, you know, eat at me. I was like, I need to make a choice. I've got one foot on the boat and one foot on the shore and I need to make a choice. But honestly, they do, they both do such a good job depending on, you know, the time you want to put in the needs that you have. Um, I just, I'm just, I feel grateful that we're able to use both. And um, I also have no problem with tinkering with settings just like, let's see how this works. It's mm. not like, oh, I gotta make sure I do the exact right thing and I keep him down yeah. in range. Yeah. You know, I I don't like it when he's out of range, but I also know how to fix that. Mm. And I also know how to tell if we're headed in the wrong direction. You know, so but with uh I was I was actually quite tickled um with O5 and and what I feel is my growth and understanding of it. Um, so we started him with the the low basil when we went skiing and right um that was a complete dumpster fire day (laughs) because we lost dexcom about an hour into skiing Mm -hmm. and then when when we got a new one up and running it was 200 high and a lot of times it floats back down you know and and lands for you nicely and we were so we were afraid to calibrate it and it, it was going from 200 high to 100 high and back and forth. So we just pretty much left him high the whole time. And then um, I, I was like, okay, I need to get this uh, things right on here. And because downstream, what I was seeing was that the max, max insulin bar, you yeah. know, the little orange bar yep. was appearing. And, and I was like, okay, the way to, the way to change this is to restart it with higher basil. And so I, so I did, and it just solved the problem and everything settled out. Hmm. So when you, your first idea to outsmart it was 
we're going to be doing activities, so I'll, I'll restart the system with a lower basal rate, but that wasn't enough. And so you went back to the regular basal rate that you should have used, or you got more aggressive, or was it somewhere in between? What I did, so so the, the point was to keep him from going low. Make it so that it's more aggressive, but raise the, so it'll hit harder, but raise the target so that he has plenty of time, plenty of space to, if it hits too hard, mm -hmm. to land. Because one of the issues with him is he goes from very sensitive to not very sensitive. Okay. And he flips. And is that something you hear about with boys um, a lot? I mean, in my in my heart, I would wonder if that wasn't like activity related. Oh, we see the activity related uh, needs change. Yeah, definitely. What about around growth? Yep, and he he's been growing like a maniac lately, mm -hmm. and and that was not something that we saw. You know, we didn't see that for a long time. And then we started seeing that. Right. Yeah. I mean, somewhere between growth activity, um, eating, like this is eating cycle differently. Does he eat heavier mm -hmm. carbs sometimes than others? That kind of stuff. It's pretty random. Yeah. That could be. Honestly, he, you know, he's, he's a regular diet eater. Yeah. And we never, even before, um, before diabetes, we didn't do a lot of cake and, you know, we did it on special days. It wasn't like every day you get a cookie, sure. that sort of thing. Yeah. But he also, you know, he, he eats plenty of that, but there are times like, for example, he's swimming, he has swim team practice at three 30 these days. So I, um, want to get him his, uh, IOB insulin on board reduced by the time it's time for that yep. so I don't feed him or I try not to have him eat high protein, high fat for lunch. I try to push that more towards breakfast on these days and then at lunch make it so it's more carby. Mm -hmm. So the insulin's out of his system. He doesn't have to have that next bolus. Right, right. That's great. Yeah. I, I mean, that's I think I think most of like successful activity is not having insulin on board while you're during the activity, like, you know, it's just, it's, it's the easiest way to avoid lows, I think. Um, and, and yeah, you just have to move meals around a little bit so that, you know, so that active insulin isn't there during the, uh, I don't know, whatever you're doing, what is, what kind of sports does he play? Yeah. He's a swimmer. Oh, just, just swimming. So he's, he's a year round swimmer. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of, uh, effort and a lot of, mm -hmm. yeah, exil yeah. I, I would imagine you can get pretty low while you're swimming. And then yeah, and we've we've and... sent him in with more insulin on board. I like to send him one in with about half a unit or less. Right. And if it's old, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. we sent him in with a lot more and with it being fresher. Uh, but it's and some days we find we can handle that better than others. But honestly, the fact that he that we can't see his numbers when he's in the pool, that's what yeah. really sure. Makes it the hardest because Bluetooth doesn't yeah. work through water. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. actually, we we did get um, we put the the pod and the transmitter, the sensor next to each other, a few times. And the algorithm and for Omnipod Five kept working. 
and it worked in the pool. Yeah. So. But it's not reliable. Right, right. So. Yeah. I don't know if people understand or are listening that Omnipod 5, like if you're thinking about Loop, Loop, the algorithm lives in an app on your phone. And so the brain is in the phone and then it has to talk to the pod. Um, the Omnipod 5, which is the, you know, was the system made by the company, the algorithm actually lives on the circuit board inside of the pod. So it mm-hmm. you don't need to be anywhere near your phone because the sensor, the G right now just G6, is talking directly to the pod. So even if you don't see anything on a screen somewhere, it's still talking back and forth. And you're saying that even though he was in the water, you got some some connectivity out of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's I've I've thought about Spotty. actually making some kind of a bubble thing that it, where where you can put them both together and put adhesive around it and you know try and keep them in contact without water between them when he's in the pool. Um but you know. Yeah, no, I think Tina, it's you've, got, you've got a little too much free time. You might want to find a hobby. <laughs> if you're yeah, right. That. I have free time. <laughs> <laughs> you got to find a different hobby is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, just, I appreciate all this. Like we're coming up on an hour. I want to make sure we're not missing anything. Is there anything we're not, haven't talked about so far that you wanted to make sure we did? Um, let's see. I, I think we're pretty good. I, the point is, I guess, between Omnipod 5 and Loop is I just find them both to be incredibly valuable. I find, um, you know, part part of the, the thing with Loop, too, is since I am doing the service that I do mm-hmm. via Loop and Learn, it it kind of benefits me to be in that realm, which I'm, I fumbled a little bit with my O5 speak, I think, and that's probably because I'm not as in that realm right, right now. now. Yeah. But um and as far as the loop and learn goes, Omnipod 5 is just, you know, I think it's a great great thing. Yeah. And, you know, the the uh chief medical officer of Insulet has told us and told me personally more than once that if it weren't for the DIY community, Insulate would be nowhere near where they are. Omnipod five wouldn't be what it is, you know, and she has said, thank you. Thank you so much. And so I feel like, you know, aside from all the other, you know, reasons to do it, to keep pushing with DIY, even though there are some really good uh, FDA approved options, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really great to keep pushing because innovation is constant. There are some new things coming up in the loop realm that are going to be really uh helpful to to people um anything you want to tell me about uh well actually there's a new there's a uh section it's on the loop and learn website it's not in loop docs because it's loop and learn specific but it's a it's a uh development little development section in the customizations section of the build section. <laughs> um, and there are three new things in there. There's, um, I get this, I get this wrong, but it's glucose. Um, let me get in my app and I'll see glucose based partial application factor. And that allows, and that one's been pushed to dev actually to the dev branch. That one allows, uh, when you're in autobolus, it starts ramping up the amount of starts at a lower amount of uh, insulin bolus 
and then it ramps it up as your glucose rises instead of it being a constant 40 percent mm-hmm. um or the constant 17 percent that temp basil offer offers there's that one and then um another one that's been pushed to dev is uh the integral retrospective correction which actually uses more information looking back as to what you know what happened and it will affect what it does from there with that interesting and then there's also one that's called profiles which and I'm super excited about this one it allows you to set up a different profile or different profiles just like right now you probably have one profile set up on the phone um but you can duplicate it and then change some things and then say, this is Tuesday, you know, this one is the main one. This is Tuesday because Tuesday is, you know, this activity that I need to change things for. And, and uh, then you can just choose your profile when you need it. Nice. Instead of, and it's like, it runs constantly instead of uh, setting on an override. Wow. That's very cool. I love that. Yeah. When do you think we see all that? Um, well, the first two that I told you about have just been pushed into dev, mm-hmm. I think on the 23rd. And then I'm not sure about this one, but I think once uh, people are trying it in dev a lot, I, there are a lot of people that are using these already. And when they see it be stable in dev and see that it's what they want, they'll push it to the main oh, loop. Cool. So that'll happen in loop three? Yes. Yeah. And- Unless, um, well, I say yes. There are things that happen that make a leap from loop two to loop three, and there will be something that makes a leap from loop three to loop four. It's mm-hmm. probably not this, but right. I can't be sure. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, yeah. Way to figure. Way to timestamp your episode to get it moved up in the uh, in the uh, player. Good job. You just, you just got yourself <laughs> out way way ahead. Um, that's uh, that's very exciting news, and I can see the value uh, top of my head for the uh, different profiles. Uh, 100%. And the ramping up is a big deal. And also being retrospective. I mean, all this is good information, right? Because you make a, I'm assuming the retrospective part is, it's going to be able to say, hey, two hours ago, you made a pretty big bolus. And, you know, you said there were 80 carbs here, but we're still 200. So I can't just assume this is all going to be okay. I got to be more aggressive. Is that the idea of that? It It is um, expected to be more, oh, well, I haven't tested it yet, yeah. but those that those that have say, yes, it does do a better job with that. Well, that's exactly um, where it needs and help. And if your settings aren't right, it could be more aggressive than you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now I have the the uh, glucose. Uh, it's funny. I, I remembered the name as an acronym based on another acronym that I'm familiar with. And then they changed the acronym on me. So I... Um, stumble, but it's glucose based partial application factor. And that one we started using on Saturday or Friday. And I'm, I'm wanting to see what that does Yeah. before I apply the next one. Yeah. Good. I, I so. can't wait. I love it. I have people who help me. I am going to tell you I'm inept at loop for the most part, like the back end stuff, like the setting it up and the, you know, that stuff I'm I don't know. My brain doesn't just work that way, but people are always very kind and help me. Um, uh, it, the me the kindness of a community, the people in the community is, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it and I've never had occasion to need anything like it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but truly 
you know, people in this community are just astoundingly giving. And no, I agree. Yeah. I I, I can't tell you. I I'm. And that includes you. Oh, stop. I mean, listen, (laughs) I I, I deserve a little help. I get the word out about Luke pretty well. So, (laughs) but, um, I, uh, it's just not like, I'm a good example of my brain doesn't wrap around it. If like, if it wasn't for people, I mean, let's be more honest. If it wasn't for the podcast, then people would probably not be as interested in helping, (laughs) but I bet you, I still could find somebody to help. I'm yeah. just saying, like, my brain, like, as many times, like, Mike's a great example. Mike's been helping me for, like, mm-hmm. a year, right, with art. Mm-hmm. And um, he tells me something, and every time he tells me, I think, you know what, I'm going to remember this so that I don't have to bother Mike again. And then it comes up, and I'm, I'm like, in a blank panic. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. It, it's, I, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with how my brain works, but it doesn't work. Well, it's funny, because I can, you know, we we have a new a new way to build a loop yeah. that doesn't involve a Mac. <laughs> we have a couple new ways to to do it. One of which Mike just built, you know, made and dropped on us one time. And that was the remote build. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, but the, uh, the Xcode build on the Mac has been refined so much that it's, it's gotten very easy to do. I've built, you know, I don't build super often, but I got so I can build it without help and I can help other people do it, which is awesome for me because I want to help people. Yeah. And um, but the the uh, the new browser build that you do on GitHub, which you can do on a PC. I look at I've I've actually read the documentation for that numerous times. I've edited it. I've you know, the I've made changes to it that mm-hmm. that help it be more readable and usable and stuff. I can't do it by myself. Like I I've tried and I'm like, it's just, there's something missing. One of the most astounding things that's happened the last year is that there was a, like the app need to be rebuilt and Arden was at school 700 miles from here. And Mike was like, yeah, we'll just do this, this, this click here. That'll send her an email. Then she just clicks on the email and it just builds the app on her phone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. Magic. (laughs) That's, sounds magic. We call him Magic Mike. Yeah, I'm like I'm like that's I'm sure he would really love that. Um and uh and I'm like, you know what? Now I actually have an episode with Mike recorded. I'm going to put yours mm-hmm. out first and then I'm going to put his out and I'm going to call his Magic Mike. <laughs> Don't tell him just to mess with him. That'll be terrific. Um and uh Oh, get in trouble. Yeah. But I, I swear to you as it's happening, I'm like that's amazing. And then we went to do it again and I just I'm like, I know there's a way to do it. I don't remember it. And I I, I always feel like he's looking at me like, you idiot. <laughs> like just, oh, no. But he's Mike not. Is, he's so lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he's I, such a kind, just he's such a kind kind person and such a cool person. Yeah. And, um, and patient. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he has a degree in computer stuff and that's one of his gifts, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, and wonderful. I have, I have another, another guy who will remind you of Mike a bit, who I'm going to send your way to, um, that I think you'll really like. Okay. Wonderful. I love these conversations. Yeah. So I appreciate this one with you today. And the one that I had with Mike and God, who did I just have on recently that did such a good job of talking about moving from, um, loop to Omnipod five. John Foster. John, John. Yeah. 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 Well, his episode's terrific. 
Um, it is terrific. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like a savant, savant sage. I mean the I way the, the way sense. the way he talks about it is just very clear to me. And yeah, that's a skill in itself, right? To be talking about something so technical and and to make it feel accessible while you're talking about it. it's really really a skill. Um, yep, and he he's um his daughter is mostly managing on her own now mm -hmm. and that's what we're moving to. We've um you know, Reese is 13 as I said. And so I'm not, you know, not pushing for him to be independent anytime real soon, but we're working yeah. towards that. Oh, I'll tell you right yeah. now that um, Ar Arden's like, she's independent with it. You know, like I'll help her sometimes or I'll, I'll send her a note and I'll be like, hey, you need to like, you know, you got to be more aggressive here or whatever you did two hours ago didn't work or like that kind of stuff. But like she yeah. she handles it like even the other day she's home now. And I walked into her room and I was like, hey, you need to. She's like, I, I got it. I got it. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> so, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's like, really cool. Yeah, that's no, great. So I bet you're glad to have her home. I really am. I would like it if everybody came home and we just pretended it was 10 years ago and we lived here forever. But I don't think that's going to yeah, happen. So that's how I feel too. Yeah, yeah, it's something. Okay. All right, Tina, thank you so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. A huge thank you to Tina for coming on today and sharing her story with us and talking so much about loop and algorithms. I also want to thank Cozy Earth for being a great sponsor this year. They're still with us because you guys are going to CozyEarth.com and using the offer code JUICEBOX when you make a purchase. So thanks to them and thanks to you. Let's also thank the place where Arden gets her Dexcom and Omnipod supplies from, US Med. Go to USMed.com forward slash JUICEBOX or call 888 721-1514. Get your free benefits checked today. And once you know everything's good to go, you can get your supplies the same way we do from US Med. The After Dark series from the Juice Box podcast is the only place to hear the stories that no one else talks about. From smoking weed to drinking with type 1, perspectives from both male and females about having sex with diabetes. We talk about depression, self-harm, eating disorders, mental illness, heroin addiction, use of psychedelics, living with bipolar, being a child of divorce, and honestly, so much more, I can't list them all. But you can by going to juiceboxpodcast.com, going to the top, and clicking on After Dark. There you'll see episode 807, called One Thing After Another, episode 825, California Sober. Other After Dark episodes include Unsupported, Survivor's Guilt, Space Musician, Dead Frogs. These titles will make you say, what is this about? And then when you listen, you'll think, that was crazy. Juiceboxpodcast.com. Find the After Dark series. It's fantastic. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, the Bold Beginnings series from the Juicebox Podcast is a terrific place to begin listening. In this series, Jenny Smith and I will go over the questions most often asked at the beginning of Type 1. Jenny is a certified diabetes care and education specialist who is also a registered and licensed dietitian, and Jenny has had Type 1 diabetes for 35 years. My name is Scott Benner, and I am the father of a child 
who has type 1 diabetes. Our daughter Arden was diagnosed in 2006 at the age of 2. I believe that at the core of diabetes management, understanding how insulin works and how food and other variables impact your system is of the utmost importance. The Bold Beginnings series will lead you down the path of understanding. The series is made up of 24 episodes, and it begins at episode 698 in your podcast or audio player. I'll list those episodes at the end of this. To listen, you can go to juiceboxpodcast.com, go up to the menu at the top, and choose Bold Beginnings, or go into any audio app, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and then find the episodes that correspond with the series. Those lists, again, are at Juicebox Podcast up in the menu, or if you're in the private Facebook group, in the Featured tab. The private Facebook group has over 40,000 members. There are conversations happening right now and 24 hours a day that you would be incredibly interested in. So don't wait. So don't wait. Check out the Bold Beginnings series today and get started on your journey. Episode 698 defines the Bold Beginnings series. 702, honeymooning. 706, adult diagnosis. 711 and 712 go over diabetes terminologies. In episode 715, we talk about fear of insulin. In 719, the 15-15 rule. Episode 723, long-acting insulin. 727, target range. 731, food choices. 735, pre-bolus. 739, carbs. 743, stacking. 747, flexibility. In episode 751, we discuss school. In episode 755, exercise. 759, guilt, fears, hope, and expectations. In episode 763 of the Bold Beginning series, we talk about community. 772, journaling. 776, technology and medical supplies. Episode 780, treating low blood glucose. Episode 784, dealing with insurance. 788, talking to your family. And episode 805, illness and ketone management. Check it out. It will change your life. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.